Welcome to The Read Along, a mini book club for your ears, a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. I'm your host, Scott. I'm your other host, Anita. And join us on a journey through a good book, one one chapter chapter at a time. This episode of The Read Along is brought to you by Park Power, your friendly local utilities provider in Alberta offering internet, electricity, and natural gas with low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. In Alberta, you get to choose who you buy your internet, electricity, and natural gas from. If you choose Park Power, you're choosing a positive local business. Plus, Park Power shares its profits with local not-for-profits working to make a difference for their communities. Shopping local is very important to Park Power's owner, Chris Kozowski, and we love local at the Alberta Podcast Network, so it's a great fit. Learn more right now at Park power.ca I know we've been talking about the weather a lot uh, <laughs> because it's a it's a common topic of conversation of idle talk when you have an unusually unseasonably warm winter followed by unusual and brief extreme cold snaps <laughs> uh, which is what we talked about last week but there's something else that's been coming in waves uh, to our house over the last season, <laughs> and that is sickness. Ugh. It seems like every other week, one of us catches something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or uh, because we now live in a uh, end of a pandemic world, someone else gets sick. Is the pandemic over, or oh, are no. people still getting very sick from that? Oh no, it's not over. I acknowledge it. It is not over, but it has been reduced down to an endemic. Mm. Which I'm not saying post-pandemic world because it's not over, but like the end of. That's kind of where I'm aiming at. We're hopefully coming toward (laughs) the end of it. But yeah, um, there's been also a stomach bug making the rounds locally the past little while. Our son has it. And now our son may have caught it. So he's home today. We're kind of trying to record without waking him up. He's taking a nap, the poor Uh, thing. Plus, I've got a bit of a frog in my throat. I have since yesterday. So if I sound a little scratchy, I apologize for that. Uh, I sound scratchy because I am tired because... Both of us were up all night with a, a little boy who was just purging. Everything. Yeah. Everywhere. So we changed so many sheets last night <laughs> oh, in the, the wee hours. So, But you don't want to hear about that. It's gross. No, but uh, that's where we're at today. We're a little frazzled, a little tired, but we are recording on schedule because we, we do want to get an episode out this week. So Also, uh, I would like to talk about something else that isn't sickness and gross bodily functions. Let's talk about something exciting like our book. Sure. Yeah. So with that, we'll we'll segue into a brief recap of our previous chapter in which Dom and Addie take a unicorn ride uh, to Tor Camelot where they know that all of the other factions are assembling. And when they arrive, they indeed meet the assembled factions. Dom makes his pitch for domination of the island and then everything takes a turn when Almonte turns out to work for the Coast Guard. And that's what leads us into chapter 25 of Questland by Carrie Vaughn. There's like a moment of surprised confusion right off the top. Oh, to be expected. And Torres is like, are you, are you serious? And Almonte's like, sorry, Captain, I couldn't fill you in had to keep it on the dl and he's like okay respect (laughs) and then dom is like okay hold on whoa agent almonte i think you'll find that you're 
the only person from the Coast Guard here surrounded by a bunch of people who aren't on your side. And literally everyone else at that moment is like, actually, I'm on Almonte's side, Dom. Every other person there, with the exception of like his elf guards. Yeah. Takes her side. Like Torres is immediately like, nope, I've got no, her I'm back. Absolutely and, on her side. And Tess is like, yeah, I'm siding with that. And Arthur is even like, you know what? Huge respect for Harris Lang. He's a visionary and I'd follow him into hell. But this is a federal murder charge, Dom. And, uh, and I don't want to be on the wrong side of that. Yeah, you want to be answering to that. This is, we're, we're over here and you can stay over there being arrested. Yeah, and at this point, Dom just kind of waves this off. It's like, you know what? I don't acknowledge your authority here. Uh, this is my island and he... you don't have the right to arrest anybody. She really does and he really isn't. Yeah. So... Yeah, <laughs> things have spiraled a little out of control. Yeah, and then things spiral further out of control when Arthur is like, now, and springs his trap. Which I'm under the impression that no one else knew about. Nope, it's pretty clear that no one else knew about right? it. Right, like no one else. Uh, because he sends his not disguised drones that yes. are just regular drones. Well, not disguised, but like hidden but right? it was it, he's trying to ambush dom but badly yeah and uh i mean they're stun drones and he unleashes them on basically everybody one of dom's elf guards does get stunned but even like tess's team are like what is happening <laughs> running around and trying to bat at drones yeah there's uh, a lot of there's some chaos there's some chaos happening here yeah rutger and uh wendell both like tackle robin hood at one point <laughs> like, it's just, it's bedlam. And then amidst the confusion, Dom grabs Addie, holds something to her neck, and is just like, just trust me, okay? Yeah, he's like, it's not a gun. I was like, it doesn't matter what it is, it Dom. certainly doesn't matter to Addie, who immediately, like, goes into full panic mode. What the <laughs> is wrong with him? Yeah, everybody holds because he's taken a hostage with a weapon. Well, okay, we don't know exactly what it is. I believe it's Tess that calls it out as a wand yeah, like that they Torres, could never make work. Yeah, Torres is legitimately like, what exactly is he doing? And Tess is like, uh, he's holding her with a wand. And Arthur is on the brink of panic and is like, Dom, we didn't test those. We never got them working. Arthur's demeanor is one of, this is extreme danger. Mm -hmm. And someone could lose their life right now. Because no one else knows exactly what is happening. Yeah. Right? It's hard to be threatened by a stick if you don't know what that stick is. Torres calls out Dom in this moment and is like, he doesn't use these exact words, but he's like, I thought you cared about this woman. Right? I thought you knew this woman. Right? And what exactly are you doing right now to this woman? Everything wrong. Yeah. Everything wrong. If yeah. This is this episode of the read-along <laughs> is just going to be shades of uh, screams from the void where Nita is just mad at the terrible man for being terrible. This is just, that's what it's going to be. It's just going to be me talking about how awful Dom is. Okay, I don't know enough about the procedures that authorities need to follow to enact an arrest. I mean, you go up with your credentials and you say you're under arrest. Well, yeah, but I wonder if Almonte shouldn't have waited a little bit until maybe Addie was out of, you know, reach. Dom was more alone but she also on, on the other side of that a i'm ignorant about the procedures i don't know b almonte has really no idea that dom is as irrational as he is right now right she didn't know it was going to become a hostage situation no 
I think she calculated that no harm was going to come to Addie and that she at least had Torres and his team at her back, which she did. And I think she was counting on the other two factions not being on side with Dom. Which, again, she was right about. Yeah. So it wasn't a terrible time to spring that on him. He was there with two other guys. Yeah. Completely outnumbered. Yeah. Her arithmetic worked. It's just that he did something that I don't think she was counting on him doing, which was take Addie hostage with a weapon. I think maybe I just feel bad for El Monte here because she is well within her rights to make this arrest. She should be making this arrest. And Dom should recognize the gravity of the situation and come along quietly. Yes, but he's not a rational actor. No, and we know that now. And unfortunately, now it's just made everything worse. Kind of, yeah. Right? So Addie, now being held hostage with everybody else kind of at a stalemate, goes into full panic mode. And it's just like, please, just don't hurt anybody. And Dom's like, I have no intention of hurting anybody. And she decides to capitulate to him at this moment. No one will get hurt if he can get into the castle. So she just is like, I know the password. Arthur told us the password. And Dom is like, cool beans. Let's go to the control panel, you and me. And you're just going to put that password in now. Right. It all just feels like it's really going downhill. Oh, yeah. Mostly for Dom. He just doesn't know it yet. He does not know it yet. He thinks... He thinks thinks he's doing well. He he thought he had everything worked out, and then he thought he had everyone in checkmate. And by the end of this chapter, he is... Oh, no. He doesn't even know what the heck is going on. Not even a little bit. Can we take a moment to talk about the flaws in Dom's plan... Using some very broad strokes. I mean, we've already discussed many of the flaws last chapter, specifically that he just assumed Tess and Arthur would side with him. Right? I feel like he's doing this all in the wrong order, right? Because he was trusted to flush out the spy, Mm -hmm. right? So he put up the shield, and I'm not sure how putting up the shield accomplished the spy thing. Well, he figured out that Tess was the spy, and then rather than report her to Harris, he decided at that point that he didn't want corporate interests to be involved in his island that he made. And so at that point, he turned on the energy shield because it cut Tess off from being able to report to her corporate masters and it cut Arthur off from being able to report to his corporate masters. Okay. Again, Dom is doing this in the wrong order. He should have formed his coalition before he started this mutiny. Oh, yeah. Right? Because it's all crumbling horribly. But he didn't trust Arthur or Tess. I can follow his logic, flawed as it is. He doesn't trust Arthur and he doesn't trust Tess. So his thinking is, if I cut them off first, then I'll have them alone and I can win them over. But he cut them off and didn't do anything about it. Yeah, because he didn't make his move immediately. Yeah, why not? Probably because he was making his ring. I guess? That would be my guess, is that the timeline is that he then spent a little bit of time putting his ring together. That feels like something you should have put together first. Dom's whole pitch, even in this chapter... Once I have control of the island, we'll talk. His whole plan this whole time, cut off Tess and Arthur from their respective corporate masters and win them over after he has full control of the island. That's a terrible plan. It's, uh, it continues to be a terrible plan. It is what it is. But even to, even to this final moment here, he's like, just give me control of the island and then we can talk. Like, he's insistent about it. He even says that right here. He, I know. As, as Addie's putting in the code, he's like, once I have control of everything, then we'll negotiate. I promise. I think it's because deep down, he knows he doesn't have much to bargain with. He doesn't at all. So he needs to get the island first. His bargaining chip is the island, yeah. and he doesn't have it. 
This is all this is all horrible. He's gambling with something he doesn't yet possess. I know. And it's coming back to bite him again and again in these final chapters I here. No. My goodness. Anyway, carrying on. Addie gets the code in after a little bit of fumbling with it, and then she and Dom kind of like back into the castle, and her first instinct is I can finally like get Wait. away and then get out of the castle and he can just have the castle to himself, but the portcullis closes like right behind her. Of course it does. And she gets cut off from everybody. And at that point, Dom kind of like lets her go because they're in. And he's like, we did it. We won. And she's like, you jerk. Basically just like assaults him. Yeah. yeah she has this little temper tantrum on him. And rightly so, I think. Cause... Like she, she has a full blown like panic meltdown. Yeah. Like a huge trauma response. She like punches him a bunch and he just kind of like accepts it. <laughs> would you would you like to take a moment to talk about uh, Anita versus Addie here? Uh, Anita mentioned this last night. She mentioned she would would say it on the podcast. So, (laughs) All through this whole book, I've been really relating to Addie. Like, she's one of my friends, right? She Mm -hmm. and I, if she was a real person and and I knew her, I think she and I would get along really great. And in this chapter is where I felt that there was a stark difference between Addie and Anita. Everyone knows about fight or flight, right? Yeah. But it's actually fight, flight, or freeze. One thing I know about myself, I freeze. I freeze, I freeze up. I would I would lock up entirely and shut right down, similar to how Addie has her trauma response. The difference is I have a temper. Yes, after Nita's done being frozen, she would fly into berserker rage. Oh, and Addie has her tantrum and she freaks out and she panics and she smacks and she does all those things and then she gets a hold of herself and breathe and breathe and breathe. Okay, she's fine, carry on. I wouldn't have stopped and I wouldn't care whether or not it was like tiny pebbles <laughs> bouncing off a fence or if I was actually doing damage to this person. I don't care if he was breathing or not. I wouldn't stop hitting until my emotions had run dry. It would have been my outlet for everything. Dom would have faced the full fury of me at whatever stage it would have been at. Addie gets control of herself, whereas I would have let myself go. I would have been so livid at this point. I mean, Addie's pretty livid. She was already upset before this whole hostage thing happened. She mentions that she realizes that she was his prop and that she's always been his prop. Yeah. And we've been talking about it for several chapters, how he doesn't care about her. He cares about his beautiful trophy. Kind of, yeah. Right? His delicate captured songbird, whatever he, you want to use. That's a much harsher way of looking at it than I think Dom would frame it, but it's definitely she's his princess. Yes. Yeah. It's awful and sad. And even here, he's framing it as we've done it. We're in yeah, the castle. We've done it. You're going to love the castle. And Addie's like, you don't seem to understand there's no we here. Like, do you comprehend what you just did? And no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. That's the kicker. To him, this is no big deal. This is all just something unfortunate that had to be done as part of the bigger plan. This is the <laughs> Coast Guard ship all over again. Yeah, 100%. Oh, 100%. I'm, I'm sad that this had to happen, but trust me, it's all in service of the greater good. Yeah, necessary collateral damage. Exactly. Yeah, I hate it. Now, this is where we encounter more tech in the castle. Because getting into the castle is one thing. Gaining further access to the castle is an entirely different thing. Right? So we encounter at least three little boxes that require passcodes and keys and all sorts of stuff. Well, we knew that the castle was a maze of traps. 
Yeah. Addie even likens it to the maze in Labyrinth at this point, and also kind of likens him to Jareth the, the, the Goblin King. The fact that he did not get that quote astounds me. He's handsome and charming and David Bowie and rotten to the core. <laughs> He probably has better hair. So after fiddling with several panels, Dom finally opens up the access hatch where he has to plug in his one ring. And in his moment of triumph, he plucks the ring from his finger and slots it into the machine, and it does nothing. Nothing happens. Which is something we surmised might happen. True. Because again, we were shown the difference between him and Tess's team. Yeah. And Tess was very convinced that the one, that she was the only person who could have built that ring. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just like the unicorns not having any personality. Yeah. His one ring looks good Works. because the elf team is really good at making things that look good, but functionally it's substandard. The wargs work better than the unicorns. Yeah. His one ring doesn't work. Nope. Okay, so then he <clears throat> takes Addie's ring. Yeah, he he decides to test out this other ring. And it makes it makes this happy little like Nintendo noise. And then makes things worse. The happy little jingle and then Everything is bad. We actually missed something before we got there. Because while Dom is gaining access to the access panel, Addie hears someone behind them. <gasps> I forgot about this very important part. I'm sorry. Like, mutter a curse under their breath. And it's a man. Yeah. And she looks behind them. Dom is completely distracted. She looks behind them and sees nothing. And then it immediately is like, okay, and makes a pointed effort to not look behind them again. Yeah. She's to like, not nope. draw attention to the person in the invisibility cloak who followed them in. Yes! And the question is, who followed them in? I like your guess. Well, my knee-jerk guess was Wendell. He's the tech expert from the mercenary team. He has the anti-ring. Why wouldn't he follow them in yeah. to try to co-opt the technology? Yeah. On the other hand... I don't know that that's the most satisfying narrative choice for the person who followed them in. The satisfying answer would be Torres. Yes. I don't think it was Torres, though. Torres's plot arc and the way it dovetails with the relationship between Dom and Addie feels like Torres would be the person to go in. So the narrative structure in my brain is saying it has to be Torres. And the practical portion of my brain is like, well, you'd send in Wendell. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. I honestly didn't know who when I read it, and I didn't bother to speculate either. I was expecting it to be revealed to me. It would be weird for it to, at this point, be a character we haven't been introduced to. Agreed. Um, I suppose it's possible that Arthur went in. Possible, but I don't think it's likely. Because we, we still don't know exactly what game Arthur is playing, because the other ring could have been Arthur's. It was found in his territory, right? It's true. Well, and, and he's the one who had the mysterious Triforce of Power. We still don't know what it does. Right? Yeah. Also, Dom was making a really big deal about where Addie got this ring of hers. And she mm -hmm. tells him, like, flat out. It was like the entrance to the spider maze. Yeah, this right? is... I solved the clue. I got the thing. This is the point where he straight up asks, like, it is very important that you tell me where you got this ring at this point. And she does. She, as you say, just gives it all up. And then things start to go awry. Very awry. <laughs> Whether or not the ring works, a trap has been triggered in this trap-laden castle, and drone gargoyles start arising to confront them, armed with what appear to be real guns. Like, real guns. Because it is so a like, security system. Bat-winged drones come out, armed, like Addie points out, they have guns. Yeah. She's very blatant about that. Yep. And that's where our chapter ends. And we're like, oh, no. Well, yeah, because Addie's like, Dom, you, of all people, in all the world, should know to check for traps. 
Right? Before you use the magic object that you know nothing about. Addy already learned this lesson. Things continue to spiral for Dom here. This is like the third moment of triumph he's had, which has fallen flat on its face <laughs> in a row. Like, it's just a humiliation conga for Dom at the moment. You'd think at some point he would realize that all of his assumptions that he is working off of are, are wrong. wrong. Yeah, because he's been working off a lot of assumptions. Right? He assumed that Tess and Arthur would be on his side. Mm -hmm. They weren't. He assumed that his ring would work. It didn't. It did not. He assumed that he could get into the castle quite easily and just take it over. He's not. Nope. He assumed Addie would want to be with him. She doesn't. Yeah, another thing we kind of glazed over in the action here is is he actually makes a, a pitch to her in the castle like, it, it's fine. It'll be fine. I know you love this place. Be here with me. And she's like, do you hear your words? <laughs> like, are you paying attention do you, at all? Do you understand how it doesn't jive with everything that just happened? Right. Nope, he he has crazy tunnel vision. Yeah, and he here is, in this moment, and he has lost his grip on reality. He really has. He is fully in the fantasy, and Addie at the moment has come crashing out of it. Even as she's putting in the code and she's kind of like glancing around at the castle, she can't help but notice how fake it is at that mm -hmm. moment. Like the scales have fallen from her eyes. It's just a theme park now. Yeah, all she sees are the seams. Yeah, right. It's all pointed out to her. She it's. Blatant. The the whole fantasy came crashing down the moment Dom held a wand to her neck. <laughs> yeah. I wish I hope we find out what that wand does. Maybe we will. Maybe, maybe in maybe chapter nothing. 26, which you're going to want to read up on in yeah. time for next week. In the meantime, you know, as we get further into the school year, uh, a lot of students might be looking at where they intend to go to school next year because they'll be transitioning out of their existing academy. Uh, here in Edmonton, the Edmonton Public School Board does offer open houses for parents and students to get an opportunity to look at some of these places where they might want to go in the new year. And uh, those open houses are happening right now. With a little bit more, here's the Edmonton Public School Board. Get ready to take the guesswork out of choosing a school. Go to Edmonton Public Schools Open House. Meet the staff and ask your questions to learn about their schools and programs. Explore your options and find the school that feels right. Find event dates and learn how to make the most out of your visit at openhouse.epsb.ca. Know before you go and feel confident and excited when you get there. The Edmonton Public School Board, of course, one of the many sponsors of the Alberta Podcast Network. You can find out more about them and the other sponsors and the other podcast network members right now at albertapodcastnetwork.com. While you're there, you might find another podcast you like. Yeah, maybe. You could subscribe to it on your podcatcher of choice. You sure could. You could uh, give our pod a little rating and a review on that you podcatcher of choice. You could do that too. Yeah, you can also reach out to us on social media. Absolutely. We are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Goodreads. Right now, we are the read-along on most of those. Yeah, you can also search us out on Mastodon. Uh, a lot of people are making the transition over there right now. Yeah, Mastodon's did, not a bad place. I did set up a thing there. Uh, you can find us if you search for us. Cool. Uh, you can also send us an email. Yes, we are the readalong at gmail.com. And with that said, as always, we love you very much, and we'll see you next time. And hopefully everyone gets off Dom's Island.
Thank you for joining us on The Read Along with your hosts, Anita and Scott Bourgeois, a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network. All Read Along music is by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Cover art is by Aaron Beaver. Be sure to join us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Read Along, and check out our group on Goodreads.com. <laughs>